All right, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, Gabe DeArm and Gerard Hamilton here with you. PowerMizzou.com live show. We're going to do this every Wednesday right about 2.30. Talk some Missouri football with you guys throughout the season. Uh, that is Gerard on one side of your screen. I'm the one talking right now. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to figure out which one's which. Honestly, I don't think it should be all that difficult. But um, we will, uh, we'll get to the show in just a minute. But first... What we always have to do at the beginning of here is pay a couple of bills. And this year, that means that we're going to talk a little bit about James Carlton State Farm Insurance in St. Louis, Missouri, actually located in Webster. James is sponsoring both our recruiting show on Tuesdays and our football show here on Wednesdays every week throughout the season. James has a team of eight located again in Webster, actually just around the corner from Llewellyn's where St. Louis has the Tiger Club meetings every week during the season. So if you're familiar with those, you're just steps from James's office. We're going to have his contact information run across the bottom of the screen throughout the show. James is not going to give you a hard sell. He's all about customer service. He's uh, all about doing what he can do for you. And hey, if it doesn't work out with him, just at least give him a shot. Make sure that you are not paying too much for your insurance needs. We all have to have it. So you might as well uh, check out a Mizzou fan, a PowerMizzou.com supporter first. Uh, again, his contact information will be across the bottom of the screen throughout the show. Added uh, little bonus, James is going to do something for you guys. If you just call him or email him, Facebook, whatever, get in touch with him, get a quote from him. You don't necessarily have to take it, but if you get a quote from him for every quote he gets that mentions Power Mizzou or this show, he is going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective Advancing Missouri Athletes. So if nothing else, call him, see if he can save you money. If he can't, so be it. But if he can, you're going to save money, and he's going to donate $20 to the NIL Collective, and that's a good thing for all of you guys and for Mizzou in general. So we hope you give James a, a shot. We're going to give him a couple shout-outs uh, on this show throughout. And uh, now that Gerard has lis listened to the spiel, we're going to introduce him. You guys have, have seen his stuff on the site for about a couple weeks now, and uh, Gerard, YouTube debut, man, it's a big day. Like this is the, this is when you hit the official stardom is when you get on the Power of <laughs> YouTube channel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, I'm glad to I'm glad to be here. Now I do got a little bit of YouTube experience. I, I used to when I was trying to get my feet wet. I, I had a little YouTube channel. Don't go look it up. <laughs> I had a little YouTube channel trying to interview people and things like that. So um, that's cool. I think the hardest thing is trying to get into the square. I think that's a hundred percent. It's just me trying to angle myself into the computer. Yeah. It, it took me a, a long time to get all these graphics and figure out what the hell I was doing with them. And then I changed software this year. So it, it look, it may not be perfect, but we do the best we can. Um, you know, uh, so uh, before we get into talking Mizzou football and, and do want to invite you guys, we've already got some comments over on the side and just kind of a, uh, a little bit of, uh, just to show you guys what it looks like. We'll pop the comments, the questions up on the screen as we go there. So if you have questions, please throw them up comments, whatever, put them in the, in the comment bar. We will get to those, um, as we go along, but we'll let them build up a little bit at the beginning. And, and first just, just want to kind of, uh, you know, give you guys a chance. I mean, it, Gerard has written some things on the site. You guys know a little bit about him. He's been on the message board, but hey, man, uh, first SEC football season starts in a week. Like, 
I mean, this is this is season number 20 for me, so it's kind of, you know, old hat at this point. But, I mean, I don't know. Are you excited? Uh, ready, ready to get going? Yeah, I am excited. I think the, the biggest thing for me, and like when I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing some of my old colleagues, and I was doing high school sports, so I know this is around this time I'd be going to a game. What's today? Uh, Wednesday? Yeah, this is prepping, prepping that feature up, uh, maybe going to practice or something like that, calling coaches. And so it's just a different thing knowing that, uh, for one, like, I guess I can be in a press box. You're going to be in a press box, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actual boy. actual seats, they even give you free food. It's terrible oh. food, but you get food. You know what? That's more than than I could imagine right now. Like, <laughs> what I had to do for my car when for the games, what I do is I always – I'm always leaving the house in my slides, but I always got my my shoes for the field in my car. I'll switch out when I get there. And so, like, I, I've those old habits. I've had coats in my car because I'm like, oh, I know when I go here, I'm going to be out here for, like, two, three hours. I need to be packaged up. So I'm just excited to, like, be inside an <laughs> AC-controlled venue and be able to watch the games that way. So no, I'm definitely excited to go from high school to SEC. That's That's pretty big. Yeah, my, my first job out of college was in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota in TV, and it was it, – it's a fight between what I like doing least, covering high school volleyball or wrestling. Because, like, wrestling, I'm not going to lie, dude. I know nothing about it. I would have a TV camera there, and the only way I knew I should show that highlight was when the referee raised his hand. I had no idea what it was for. I would just be on TV being like, point for this guy. Uh See, I'm glad that um, last year where I was, we happened to have a lot of Power Five football guys. So that kind of was able to make me be like, oh, we just got to focus on, you know, mostly football. There were some other stuff, sports that, of course, that I got to do, but I mostly was at football during the fall. As far as wrestling, uh, in the message boards, like I told you, big WWE guy, I didn't know nothing about amateur wrestling. Well, that was my impression. Like, I went to cover these high school wrestling things. I'm like, cool, this is going to be like Ricky the Dragon and Hulk Hogan, right? No, not at all the same. Nothing, nothing. They they take them down, and then they're on the mat, and the and the ref is he. First off, he's counting the one. He's not counting the three, and he's looking for a minute for the shoulders. I'm like, how long is it supposed to be down? Right, right, exactly. I I thought it was a ten count, man. I I, I thought you had to do that. So confused. uh, so, so all right, we'll we'll get to the the business at hand, which is, hey, Missouri's got a football season coming up here in eight days, and just kind of, I, I mean, you've been kind of thrown into this, uh, you know, feet first here in the in the middle of fall camp, but just kind of, are there any early impressions, takeaways, anything you have about uh, you know covering this team or or what we should expect out of this team, or and I and I know, like I asked that knowing. Like we've seen absolutely nothing. Like to say we know what to expect out of this team would be a total lie. Um, I the only thing I can say, like just straight off, off the top of my head, from based off what we've seen from the couple practices that we've seen of the practices, right, right. Um, I think the most exciting thing for me, I guess, would be a the the star role in this four two five, and the reason for that is. For those who watch a lot of Chiefs games, this is something similar that they do. The three safety sets, um, you know, uh, it wasn't always that great when they put, you know, Sorensen in there. <laughs> but right. having Martez Manuel, man, that that star role, which is the hybrid, you know, linebacker safety role, that can kind of help them with the run game. Moving 
uh, KAD from the slot corner to the outside corner. You know, he has the talent to be able to do that. So I think you're just kind of getting the most out of the defense. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Obviously, Brady Cook, um, uh, that first article I did on the on the PFF things, you know, from zero to 20 yards, pretty accurate. You know, you of course, they want to hit those deep shots. But uh, I just want to see, for one, how he does. And for two, how long his leash is. I don't like I don't know something about that and we not knowing who the backup will be. Uh, just give me a little bit of pause. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see who the backup is because, like Eli said yesterday, he has an idea who it is. He's not going to tell us. Right. I, I kind of think maybe it's Sam Horn. And, and the only reason I think that, like, I mean, we've we've gotten to see, like you said, air quotes, two kind of live sessions. Jack Abraham has not been a part of either one of those. So, like, you know, Eli used this this term, he's getting a vet day. I'm like, come on, man, that doesn't happen in college. That's something you hear for, like, you know, like Mahomes takes a vet day. Aaron Rodgers might take a vet day. You know, some, some middle linebacker that's been in the league for nine years takes a vet day. College kids don't take vet days. That's not yeah. a thing. You know, so, so I'm not sure I buy that. And, again, Tyler Macon, people get mad at me. I've just – Look, you guys pay us to know what's going on with the team, and I've never heard any indication that Tyler Macon's ready to 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 play quarterback for this team. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see. And 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 for Missouri's sake, hopefully they don't ever find out. But if they do have to put in another guy other than Brady Cook at quarterback, I think I'm kind of leaning toward it might be Sam Horn at this point. I I, I would say this. I think Mizzou fans would like that. <laughs> They like that. Yeah, that'd probably, I, I agree. That'd probably be a, a step up above what maybe some people think of him at this stage. And, and coming out, what's it tomorrow? I have something kind of touched down on this. I think uh, Coach, he said this in the pressure yesterday, though. It's kind of situational based. I think that's going to be the thing, you know, depending on what the circumstances, who the team they're, they're going against, and what they need at the time. You know, it could be someone that we didn't expect for whatever they need. So, I was thinking Abraham, but you've made a great point. Um, I just want to know, I feel like Horn can be that backup, but it's a win for me because, you know, early on he may not be ready, but I feel like, you know, we get later down the year, he definitely has a chance to make that leap up, you know, to the second string if he's not already. I, I feel like ideal situation for Missouri is they somehow get up like 35-3 on Louisiana Tech in the middle of the third quarter, and then we see who that backup is because – we're probably not going to see if we see the backup at K State. It means that it, it means Brady Cook got hurt, and that that ain't a good thing in in week two of the season. So I that's that's obviously kind of where everybody's put their focus, and we're gonna gonna take some of your guys' questions and comments. And and Zach says, what would you set the over under at Brady Cook passing yards and touchdowns for the season? And I hate questions like this only because like. What happens if one of these running backs, and by the way, we have absolutely no idea who's going to play there, but what happens if one of these running backs comes out and is like Tyler Beatty like this season, right? Then Brady Cook's passing yards probably go down. So I I don't know that I can give you a number. I, I think the, the baseline, like if Brady Cook, we got 12 games, he needs to top, in my opinion, 2,500 yards for Missouri to feel good about you know, having a chance to have that seven and five season, which is kind of my baseline for, for, Hey, that's successful. That's what I was thinking around the 2,500 uh, mark, 
My thing more so with a quarterback that hasn't had a ton of experience, more so, of course, touchdowns, but I'm thinking about turnovers. If he can limit the turnovers, because at the least, if they're running game, whether it's by committee or by somebody, you know, individually kind of doing something Beatty-esque or whatever, if he can limit the turnovers and just kind of manage the game, that's what you expect for a young quarterback who hasn't got a lot of time, you know, to, you know, be in that starting role. Um, so I'd say 2,500 yards. I couldn't say the touchdowns, but as long as he's limited in the turnovers. Because touchdowns are a little bit misleading too, right? Like I, I remember one year, it literally the Chiefs went into like week 15 and they didn't have a wide receiver with the touchdown because their wide receivers kept getting shoved out at the two-yard line and then they oh, hand the ball off. I think off. they went the whole season without one, actually. That, yeah, the whole they season. And, like, don't get me wrong, that Chiefs wide receiving core is not the the baseline for what should be a good football team, right? But I'm just saying, like, if if you have a guy that happens to get shoved out at the two-yard line six times and then you hand the ball off to Cody Schrader and he scores, you still score. It's not a touchdown pass. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not sure on touchdowns, but one of Missouri's big problems last year was the interceptions. It wasn't just that they threw them. It was – it was almost like they said, all right, what's the worst possible time we can throw a pick? Yeah, let's do that. You know, <laughs> late in the game against Kentucky, overtime against Boston College, you get a two-touchdown lead against Vandy and do it. You get a 17-point lead against South Carolina and do it twice. It's like yeah. it's not just the turnovers. It's when it happens. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, look, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brady's probably going to throw at least one. He he going to turn the yeah. ball over at some point, right? Yeah, I definitely. I think under ten, around. Yeah, he can say about. I'd say like six, seven. I, that sounds about yeah. all right for your first year, as long and as long as he's not fumbling to go with it. If you start adding, you know, interceptions with you know four or five lost fumbles, it's a whole different problem. Yeah. Um, all right, so Patrick Fleener wants to know, does 6-6 six and six put drink on the hot seat next season? I'm going to take this one just because I don't think two weeks is is probably long enough for you to get a feel for, for whether the coach is going to be on the hot seat after the season. But, like, look, guys, I, I'm just going to tell you, if Missouri fires Eli Drinkwitz after this season or fires him after next season, I am going to write a column that says Missouri is stupid. Like, you don't fire a guy who just brought in the two best recruiting classes in school history before those recruiting classes can see the field and or before they can reach their prime. Like we're going to see guys, we're going to see Dom Lovett in year two this year. We're going to see Luther Burden as a true freshman. We're going to see some of these guys starting to see the field, but they're probably not going to hit like their prime years until years two and three, which is next year. And, and kind of from what I'm hearing, there's this, kind of thought around the program that 2023 is the year that Missouri looks at and says, okay, this is when we make a jump. That's not to say they're, they're giving up on this year, but I, I mean, let's be honest, six and six is it's passable this year. Seven and five is good this year, you know? And I don't know, that's a draw. That's a weird deal to go into a season, right. And just go, Hey, if we can get a winning record, that's a good year. But I kind of feel like that's where Missouri's at right now with where the roster is in comparison talent-wise to the rest of the league? Based on the homework I've been doing this summer and my couple weeks here, I, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Six and six. I've always thought it, though, uh, as far as going six and six, if you go six and six, the games you do lose, they have to be competitive. They yes. have to set, show that there's progression. It's not any super blowout losses. You can't have that. 
definitely seven to five. Like I feel like that's I'm not going to say the high mark. They can definitely win more if they play up to their full potential in a couple games. But about seven and five, that's probably we're looking like okay, we're definitely making progress. You know? Yeah, and and it, it, I mean, I give them one game. Hey, if they lose fifty three to seven to Georgia, I don't even care. That that's fine. <laughs> like Georgia, Georgia just off the table for me, right? Um, I mean. I mean, they lost. They got beat last year by Georgia, forty-three to six. By the way, they covered. Spread was thirty-seven they covered, and a half. They covered by a point, okay. uh, or by half a point. But like, I, I mean, it could have been so much worse. It it was like you, you just kind of thought eh, Georgia didn't really play all that well, and they still won forty-three to six. But Georgia, it, like, if you look around the country in in college football, tell me if you disagree with this. If I could get odds on any team winning their division. I mean, Georgia has the biggest advantage over the second-place team in their division of any team in America. I don't see anything else that's close. Yeah, I mean, no. I was trying. To, I was trying to think about a couple. Nah. Uh, well, does, I, I, does I mean, ACC, like, does the ACC still do that? Does Clemson, whoever's in there? The ACC has divisions, but like one nothing. of them is always won by Clemson, and the other one just trades off every year, right? And I don't know who's in which one. Yeah, it's, but it's, I, it's, like I think Miami's in Clemson's division, and well, Miami. Well, if that's the closest. Then they, I don't think they they have. They may have a better shot going forward now, but I don't think like Miami's ever been like oh a real contender with Clemson if they're in. I, I, I think Miami might be closer to Clemson than like Tennessee or Kentucky is to Georgia. Yes, now. I'm talking about before right. this year, but yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so uh so yeah, bottom line, hey, Missouri gets blown out by Georgia, don't even care. Uh they get blown out, but like you said, 35 nothing Tennessee at the end of a quarter, 21 nothing against A&M 7 minutes in. That's that's not going to fly this year. But again, it, there's I don't want to say there's nothing he can do, but as long as Drinkwitz wins 4 games, and doesn't like break the law, he's coming back next year, right? Like I always have to throw that caveat in. I mean, look, if yeah. the dude goes out and like gets a gets on his motorcycle and gets caught with an 18-year-old, yes, he's gonna get fired exactly the way Bobby Petrino did. <laughs> but other than that, you know. So, um, so that's where we're at. Um Hey, real quick before we uh, before we move on to the rest of your guys' questions and such, do want to again call your attention to the that banner at the bottom of the page, James Carlton State Farm Insurance in St. Louis. We've got his Facebook page down there. We've got his phone number down there. However, you want to reach out to him, heck, you can stop by the office in person. Just Google it. He's in Webster Groves. Uh, you can go to CarltonInsurance.net. We don't care how you get in touch with him. Just get in touch with him. Give him a shot at your business. He's got a team of eight people. He can take care of your insurance needs in the state of Missouri, the state of Illinois, either one. I think, hey, you might be watching this from Florida or Texas or whatever, but most of our readers are, are probably somewhat local, so he can take care of you in those two states. And you just reach out to him. And if you do reach out to him, you get a quote. He's going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, the Mizzou NIL Collective. James, a big supporter of Mizzou, supporter of PowerMizzou.com. So he's one of you guys. You know, Give him your first shot. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. And frankly, even if it doesn't, even if you think you're getting a pretty good deal, you never know. Give him a call. You might get a better deal. So uh, do that. Uh, Sean Davis with 
with the key question. They want to know if we've tried Luther Burton's potato chips. I have not, but no, like but drink the it. one thing you can say about Eli Drinkwitz is that dude can market and he walks into the press conference last night with a bag of Luther Burton's potato chips. You know, I mean, that ain't an accident. Oh, no, that was definitely. And remember, he said when he left, he paid full price for those. <laughs> right. I asked him, I said, do you pay full price? He said, I was happy to pay full price, you know, and, and like, like we kind of joke about that. But I, I was saying, I think we were texting about, look, if Missouri has a brain, there are bags of those chips in every recruits basket that takes an official visit to Missouri, right? Like that is a billboard for, Hey, these are the rules. And this is what can happen if you come here. Like that is, that is just an advertising tactic. Missouri should absolutely use. Yeah, and you said the other person who had one was Robinson from Texas, right? Yeah, B. John Robinson, and, and yeah. that dude's a Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, saying, oh, this could be you, <laughs> that that should get some, some people's attention, especially because that's not really happening for a lot of people. 100%. And, uh, look, I mean, it's hard to have bad potato chips, right? I, I haven't tasted them. I'm sure they're decent. I mean – if you if you screw up a potato chip, like you done something really wrong, man. At some point, I will test, and the form will know. <laughs> the form will go. know. There you go. It will be a. Uh, it, it, it will be done at some point this year. Um, let's see. I'm kind of rolling through these. Uh, okay. Hey, Danny wants to know what Mizzou player would have the most marketing appeal in Kansas City for an NIL deal. Like, I'm trying to think of the – I mean, Kansas City's been really kind of down in talent the last few years. Missouri hasn't gotten a lot of it. They had a guy last year in Daniel Parker, but he transferred to Oklahoma. Um, I'm sure I'm missing somebody and I'm going to offend somebody, but Makai Miller is a freshman from Overland Park, and that's the only KC guy I can really think of right now but uh we're a couple weeks away from logan reichert's announcement he's an offensive lineman out of raytown we 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 feel very good about his chances uh or missouri's chances of of landing him um but yeah they, they i don't know man we haven't talked about this what's what what are kind of your thoughts what do you what do you think about the whole nil deal like you totally on board what what are your opinions uh, i think they should, they should get their money. They should, I mean, they should get some money of some kind. Um, that they're definitely bringing in the money that's, you know, funding the athletics, help funding the school, all that good stuff. So I think they should get their money now in college, which I only graduated about what, less than 18 months ago. I will tell you, I, was, I wasn't saying they should get their money, but I was just thinking, man, you already got a scholarship. I mean, I would, <laughs> I would right. like that, but you know, I'm, get your money i will say with this um when you when you have stuff like nil in essence you're a professional though so you kind of take the responsibilities and things that come with being a professional so like there's a give and take to it so as long and everything's a give and take so as long as that happens i mean I, it's it's fair they should get it they work hard enough i i think they should get paid I think it has been completely screwed up the way it's like, this is not what it was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, and, I do. And, and when it was first introduced, like our message board, everybody was going, well, this is going to be a total, you know, just crap show. Like people are going to be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. People aren't that. No, people are that stupid. Fans were right. I was wrong. It's a mess what it has turned into. But the problem is now, 
I don't know how you change it. Like, oh, I, I don't know how you take it back. You can't. And, and uh, um, it's slipping my head or my mind right now, but guy, the guy from LSU, Huey from LSU, who gets all the deals and then, yep. you know, he stops playing football for whatever his reasons was. I, I didn't read too much into it, but I remember just seeing it, it, Basically, the reasons was he didn't get the starting job. I think. Okay. But, you know, he's got all these reasons, but he's got all these deals and they can't. They can't be like, oh, well, since you're not playing, no. So he gets the so he gets the bag, and you know he doesn't have to risk any injury or whatever the case is. So in things like that, where it can be manipulated, it's kind of like ah, uh, that's that's not always the greatest. But then again, if you think about I mean, players been manipulated and exploited for years, I, if that was, if somebody wanted to come with that argument, you what can you say? You know, so I mean, I mean, like Quinn Ewers is a college football genius, right? It, dude graduates high school early, signs like a million-dollar NIL deal, goes to Ohio State, I think played like three snaps, transfers back to Texas, gets a ton more NIL money. Oh, I mean, that, that kid's set. I, I don't care if he ever plays a down. That doesn't even is, have to. He can he can do that and promote things. He can be – I mean, he's already been – since he's, you know, the level of uh, talent he was coming out of high school, if he wanted to just go on, you know, FS1 or whatever and, and be right. kind of one of these guys or – he could do that along with the money. So it has its benefits. Like what, you know, I don't really, I've never quite understood why we treat athletes different than, than any other college kid. I've always said like, and, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Cause obviously you've been in college a little more recently than I have, but like I always said, Hey, if somebody would have come to me my sophomore year of college at Missouri, when I was in journalism school and said, Hey, sports illustrated going to pay you a million dollars a year to come right for it. You know, I'm out, I'm done. The only oh. reason I was at school was to get that degree. So if somebody wants to come and tell a, a, an athlete, hey, I'm giving you a million dollars and you go pro the second you go pro, way to go, man. That's why you're here. Oh, no doubt, Mama. I think about this all the time. If I was to win the lottery, <laughs> basically that's what that seems like in a way. If somebody's saying, you know, we want you to do, you know, all of this for a certain amount of money. So you're paying me for something I was doing for free. I mean, that right there in itself, you know, I, I'm not mad at the, the players for accepting this at all. I just thinks that sometimes it kind of gets a little manipulated when things like, you know, uh, with, with the LSU kid, it's just kind of like, ah, it makes it look bad for everybody. But, oh, I'm, I'm not tripping. It would be me. I'd be doing it. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. If you can manipulate a millionaire out of a few hundred thousand dollars of his money, fine. Way to go. Good job. You know, right. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, all right. So let's get back. We'll, we'll kind of go rapid fire through some of these questions we've got because we've got a decent number of them built up. Who takes the most snaps of running back against Louisiana Tech? I I don't have a clue. What do you think? Um, I'd say so when I put the depth chart out last weekend uh, after the public practice, I had Schrader first snaps. The more I start thinking about it, and you kind of brought this up to me, does if Nate Pete is healthy, does he? Does he, you know, assume that uh, starting role? My thing is, I think even if I go with Strader starting, I don't think he'd have like a, a lot more snaps more. I think they'd still be splitting it. So it, I just say between Pete and Strader. Yeah, and, and I can't say what I think it'll be against Louisiana Tech. I think over the course of the season, if Nate Pete's healthy, he's going to lead yeah. this team in carries. Uh, now, yeah. I don't think it's going to be this huge gap. I, I think they're going to have three or four guys with a decent number of carries. Um all right, David Carnell says, uh, takeaways were a topic of drinks in his final fall camp presser. Do you expect more interceptions in the last season? And 
here's how I always kind of want to answer this. Like, I tell me if you disagree, because coaches disagree, and they tell me they can coach turnovers. A lot of turnovers are luck, man. Like, interceptions, a lot of times the quarterback's got to throw a bad ball, or you got to get a tip, or, you know, some of it's being in the right place. But this this whole idea that, you know, Martez Manuel was saying yesterday, yeah, Coach, Coach Baker's really talked about getting turnovers and stress that well Missouri's uh Missouri's defensive mantra coming into the season last year was score on D Steve Wilkes said we don't just need to take the ball we need we need to score with it well I mean they couldn't even stop anybody so I don't worry about getting takeaway I I just think takeaways and turnovers tend to be at least 40 to 50 percent luck I I tend to agree and like you said I'm thinking more so of like third down defense. Like, let's get off the field uh, when, when we have to. I mean, obviously, turnovers are great, but I think Martez kind of mentioned it like they've got to be more disruptive to get turnovers. You've got to make, you know, you kind of got to force the team's hand. If they can get six, seven yards to carry on you, and then like that sets you up for play action, like you puts people out of position. There are so many ways that you can kind of get carved up on defense. So you've got to be more disruptive. And that's how turnovers come in my, in my eyes. Well, and, and along those lines, you know what makes the defensive backfield better? If Isaiah McGuire and Trajan Jeffcoat are living in the backfield, right? If you've got a pass rush, you're in good shape. If you don't have a pass rush, I don't care if you have Deion Sanders, Charles Woodson, and, and Ronnie Lott in the secondary. Like, they can't cover, dude, for nine seconds, you know? So – the pass rush, the defensive line, I, th- I think is is the biggest question mark. I don't think we know about that. All right, who leads in receiving yards? Love it, Looper, Burden, or other? If it's out think? of these, if it's out of these three, I'm thinking Burden because I don't see other or or now. If well, you say I just it, made up other. Okay. I added that. If, if we're doing other, it it just be between I think uh, Toski and and Burden would it not. Yeah, I. I I mean, I think Burden is going to lead them in at least receptions because I think Missouri is going to force the football to him. Like, they they, they are going to make an emphasis. They understand this is a five-star kid, the number four kid in the country who could have gone to Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and many other places. Like, you're not going to throw him the ball if he's not open, but if he's as good as he's supposed to be, he should be open and – it is beneficial for Missouri for this kid to have a big year. So I think they're going to call plays to design him to have a big year. But I also think maybe one of his bigger contributions will be every defense is going to say, hey, that's the guy we got to take away. That's, that's and maybe with. that means Mookie or Dom Lovett or Towski Dove or somebody gets open. Yeah, that's what I was going to go with it. Um, for one, yeah, if he's not open for whatever reason, because uh, you said this on the on – the, the, was it Mizzou – that's who. Yeah, Mizzou, that's who. Yeah. You said, you know, you guys were talking about as far as um, he's going to be playing in, in a league where, you know, he's not always, I guess, basically the best player. There's going to be people who can actually cover him. It's not, you know, it's not high school anymore. But if that's the case, then you guys need to be throwing, you know, wide receiver screens and bubble screens all the time. You need to find a way to get him the ball. So uh, that's one thing. But I also think, like, the second point you mentioned his best thing may be this season is people are going to be so focused on him. Well, now you've got all types of stuff, you know, going underneath or where, depending on wherever his route is, you've got other people who can contribute more because all the eyes are going to be on the five-star guy. Yeah. It's, it's the ultimate team game. I mean, there have been, 
you know, I watched Denaro Alexander in 2009 had like 48% of Missouri's receiving yards. Every now and then there's one guy that's just so much better than everybody else. It doesn't matter, but, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Kind of, kind of finish up here with Kyle's question. Uh, okay. He asked, does Mizzou have a thousand yard receiver or rusher this year? And I'm going to kind of change that to which one do you think is more likely? That's what I was about to ask you. Which one's more likely to happen? Um, I think it's got to be a receiver because I don't see any running back on this team that I think gets enough carries to have a thousand yard. Like nobody is separating from the pack. We're, we're, we're eight days from the season opener. And Eli said last night, we're confident we will have a running back. I mean, that's all he'll tell us. And I don't think he knows who it is. See, if you ask me this question in five minutes, my answer will change. I I, I can make arguments for both of them because, um, again, with the quarterback situation, you don't we don't know what Brady Cook is completely. We have the small sample size from the game, but we don't know what he is completely. We don't know if they're running to pass or passing to run. So kind of based off of that philosophy, when we kind of get that, we can kind of fill that out. Like right now, I want to say running backs because do I think I think four players could, uh, you know, get some regular snaps. But I do think at some point, you know, somebody has a good game or two, you know, they're getting a little bit more than the others. And maybe that kind of that rotation goes down to three running backs or something like that. Or and with a quarterback who's inexperienced, you kind of want to have the run game help you. So they, you know, run the ball more. It just depends. And it's it's easier to have a thousand yard rusher than a thousand yard receiver because, like you said, you're talking three, maybe four running backs. There's going to be seven receivers that play, and that doesn't even include the tight end. And also, I mean, a running back. Let's say I, I don't care who it is, pick one. Let's say against Abilene Christian, some dude goes for two fifty, right? Which is not out of the question because I'm going to assume Abilene Christian is not great, and and somebody's going to put up some yards. So if you go for two fifty in that game, all of a sudden. You're a quarter of the way there. All you got to do is average like 65 yards a game for the other 11 games, and you're going to get a thousand yards. And it's just way less likely. It's, I mean, Missouri hasn't had a thousand yard receiver in, I, I want to say, Jamon Moore in like 2016, somewhere around there was the last one. So it's been a minute, and they've actually had a, a, quite a few thousand yard rushers. Yeah. So um, when in doubt, run the ball. I will say this, and of course, no one's going to say this, but I feel like a lot of people are thinking that Abilene Christian game is the, you know, it's the invitational. It's the invitational to show out. There's something you've been working on. There's some plays you want to get out there. There's something you want to show the coaches. Of course, that'd probably likely be your game. So we're going to, I feel like that's going to tell us a lot right there of who's going to be it going forward. And if you don't play in that Abilene Christian game, just go into coach's office and say it's cool. I'll take my red shirt. I get in the uh, take my red shirt. I'll get in the weight room for the next nine weeks, coach. I'll see you in spring ball. That, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> there you go. So, um, all right, man. Before we uh, before we finish up with uh, with a little reminder for for our sponsor, Drod. I don't know, man. Anything uh, anything on your mind? Anything we didn't hit here? Anything people didn't ask that you want to get out there? I just think I'm always constantly thinking about these first four games and which ones they would have to win. And obviously most people think they got to go two and two, or I mean, they've got to go, they want to go three and one, no less than two and two, but it's. Oh, if they go less than two and two, start burning shit, man. Oh oh yeah. I know it's going to be bad, 
but uh, it's kind of which one. If you had to choose one game to win between Kansas State and Auburn, you would love to have both, but which one are you taking and why? I mean, the right answer is the Auburn game because it's a conference game. Of course. But, man, I think there's a lot of fans that would say, let's put that old Big 12 school in its place, right? I, I'd be interested to see. So, so we'll finish on this. And we'll have time. We'll, we're going to do this every week, and we'll talk about these games individually. But, like, day one right now, if you say, okay, they're going to win either at K-State or at Auburn, but they're going to lose the other one, which one do you think is more likely? Uh, they're going to beat Auburn. I, that's where I would lean is Auburn is more likely than K-State, and I don't really know why. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just how I feel. Well – I know not everybody who's watching this knows this, but I was I was born in the Manhattan area. So I've kept up with K-State. I'm a familiar with the team. Deuce Vaughn, I mean, I've known for a while that Deuce Vaughn, he's he's that guy. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but uh Felix, he's the defensive end. Oh, yeah, the defensive end. I, yeah. He, he had like six or seven sacks in one game. I want to say six sacks last year in one game. Um, sometimes K-State can play up or down to their competition, but that's that's going to be a, a nice little sturdy team. I'm not so much sure about Auburn. That feels like they can be really good or can be a problem. So I like that you mentioned Felix because I wrote my my game by game preview for Sunday. And what I said about that K State game was everybody's talking about Deuce Vaughn and, and Adrian Martinez, but like I think low key the matchup is Felix against Missouri's offensive tackles. You know, oh, and that's it, it I'm is. not sure that's a good thing for Missouri. It is, and um, I can't, I can't remember which side of the line he predominantly lines up. Of course, if he lines up on Foster side, you feel more comfortable with that. Right. If he's lining over over right tackle, and with we don't know when Hiram White would be back, that's a little bit more questionable. And yep. then you got to start wondering: Do you need to use the running backs to start chipping more, or how do you maybe slide in protection? I don't know because he can definitely wreck a wreck a day. Yeah. Well, guys, appreciate everybody who uh, who stopped by to watch live. If if you did watch live, uh, we're going to wrap it up here in the next couple minutes. Just do me a favor, hit the like button on the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, all those things that supposedly make more people see us. Uh, you know, if, if you watch YouTube on on regular occasions, whatever the people who actually are good at YouTube say, do that. Um, we appreciate it. If you couldn't catch us live, we're going to turn this into a podcast. We'll send it out. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Everywhere you get a podcast, you can subscribe. So we appreciate that. And want to call your attention one more time to James Carlton, who is uh, helping us out this year. James Carlton State Farm Insurance in St. Louis. There, you, The banner across the screen, you can see carltoninsurance.net. The phone number is 314 961 4,800. There is the Facebook page for those of you who still subject yourself to the hellscape that is Facebook. You can check check out James's uh, James's page there. Um, but regardless, any way you can get in touch with James, he is going to, if you get a quote from him, if you just call him up, say, hey, I heard about you on Power Mizzou, want to check into my insurance stuff. If you get a quote from him, he's going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes for every call he gets. And hopefully a few of you will, uh, will check it out and, and we'll make James your insurance agent. So, uh, Gerard, we'll do this every Wednesday. And uh, I don't know, man, next time I guess we'll be actually talking about a football game, which thank God, because I'm all talked out of. of oh, yeah. I, I got oh, nothing yeah. left. I'm so glad that we're like 
we're done with the fall camp thing because you know how much we were racking our brains yesterday right. <laughs> about like, trying to what can we what, what else is there right oh real quick when am i going to get the power mizzou backdrop my, my playing apartment needs some flavor can i get yeah one of those? I, I actually I got to get it shipped back. Uh, so so the funny story is this one used to be twice as big. I cut it in half and gave half of it to Mitchell Forty. So I got to get him to ship it back from Portland at some point. But I get it to you. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I want you guys to see the plain background. I, my apartment is so bare. There's nothing in it. It's just me. <laughs> so anything, <laughs> any flavor would be cool. All right, we're getting there. Appreciate you guys watching. We'll talk to you next week.